This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number four. 143 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am here. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Riggins. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the newest movie on Netflix from the director, Train to Busan. That's right, it's Yoongi. But before we get into that, how is everyone doing this week? Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, how are you? I am doing good. Last week was a fun week for, for the podcast <laughs> because certain people didn't make it to the show. So uh, yeah, I had a pretty stressful week last week, but everything is back to normal. So now I can sleep well at night, despite... The uh, the uncomfortableness of last week's episode. <laughs> Apo- apologies again to all of the listeners. I think you did great. I think you did your best. You have to say that. Otherwise, I, I would just leave. No, I would tell you. I would at least tell you in private. I thought it sucked. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's stressful. It's not easy to jump into the hosting chair just like on a whim, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could do it if I had about, you know, maybe about five episodes to practice on. But just doing it like, you know, point blank, I'm like, oh, I have to actually give a shit about this podcast now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. That's enough out of you. Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? Um, I'm all right. <laughs> I can't think of much that I've done this week. Um, so it's another week. One week closer to death's sweet embrace. <laughs> yes. Speaking of death's sweet embrace, um, I'm back. How are you feeling this week, Joey? Uh, I feel a lot better right now, but I'm still not 100%. Yeah. Uh, about Wednesday last week, I went to the gym. So, all right. So, back, this is a long backstory, but on Wednesday last week, I went out to lunch with a bunch of people from work. Somebody was leaving that's been there a while. So, all the people in my department across the quote unquote 91 corridor, which is all the warehouses linked along this patch of highway, we all went out to eat. And I ate like a slob because the place we went was fantastic. That was Fitzwillie's in downtown Northampton, Massachusetts. And I hadn't been there in like 30 years, if I'm being honest with you. And it was great. So I ate a lot. But I knew I had to burn that all off. So it was really the only thing I ate all day. I went to the gym that night and I went extra hard. And I was driving home and I, I felt weird, man. It just felt weird. And I almost had to pull over a few times. I thought I was going to pass out. Wow. And I I thought like, man, I, I just, I guess just went too hard. Like usually on the days I lift, I only do 30 minutes on the treadmill, but I did like an hour and 10 minutes on the treadmill instead. I wanted to get as much steps in as possible and burn off as much of that lunch as possible. And I thought I just overdid it. So I took some ibuprofen when I got home I went to bed and I woke up, I felt fine. I went to work the next day. I felt fine all day at work. And then 
right before I was going to leave. So I was working a weird early shift that day, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And right around like 2 p.m., I started feeling like really cold. And I'm like, man, is the heater broken in my office? Because I work in a warehouse that's a minus 18 degree freezer. So I always have the heat cranked up in my office and it's usually pretty hot. And I'm like, man, like, why am I cold? So I went and I put my hand on the heater and it was blazing hot. Oh. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I only had like seven minutes left to my shift at that point. So I sucked it up and, and punched down. I went home and I tested and I was positive for COVID. <laughs> I still didn't feel that crazily bad or anything. Um, it just it started right then. Maybe it was just like once I knew my body was like, OK, now you can let your guard down and have COVID at this point. Um, it felt like I got run over by a train for like probably two and a half days. I had like the flu on super steroids. Um, yeah, it, was, it hits quick. Yeah, it was bad. It was like fever, chills, nausea, like all that stuff. I pretty much just drank Gatorade and water and took NyQuil for like three days. Then I had just you know, fleeting symptoms. I find my fever finally broke. I want to say like four or five days later. And now I'm fine. Like physically for the most part, I'm fine, except I just get really tired after not doing a lot. So like today I got up and I did some errands. I mean, it wasn't anything too exciting. I had to get my car inspected. I went and picked up something at the pharmacy for my wife. I picked up, uh, my son wanted some lunch meat <laughs> at the store and then I came home and I sat down and I'm like, man, I need a, I need a nap. Like yeah. I'm dying right now. So, um, that's really been the lingering effect as of right now. I'm pretty much fine except for just exhausted after barely doing anything. Yeah. That sounds about common. It sounds about what, uh, at least from my experience, that's pretty much what I felt too. I felt like I got run over by a truck and then it just took a while before my energy levels start to, to climb back up. But yeah, I would just be tired all the time over mundane things. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. I'm going back to the gym tomorrow after work. Of course. And uh, I don't give a fuck. Fuck COVID. <laughs> there you go. That's the attitude. <laughs> um, but I, I appreciate you guys soldiering on without me last week. I did watch The Last of Us in the last couple of days. So I did watch it. Uh, it. It's really good. It kind of feels like having a panic attack for the entire time you're watching it. So it's a tough watch, but I, I have really enjoyed it. So I do appreciate you guys soldiering on without me for a week, but I'm back, I'm back. And enough about us. You know what? Let us talk just a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to so was where you will find a brand new episode every week you'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly you'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only adam wallyhawk you'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our t public store you'll also find our social media links there we have facebook twitter instagram tiktok so definitely get at us you can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there 
regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and and you build a following. It takes a lot of time. All right, guys. It's time for our review of the movie Yoon-Yi. I think I'm saying that right. It's close enough. We were going to do Missing, and obviously last week I couldn't go to the movies, so we moved Last of Us forward a week, and I watched Searching, which is, I guess, the first part of the watching people watch stuff on a computer screen trilogy and <laughs> while well, I had COVID, and I was just like, uh <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch any more of this crap. And then the movie's not doing that great at the box office. I mean, it's not a bomb or anything, but it's not like lighting the world on fire. So if we're going to have terrible downloads this week anyway, might as well just not leave the house, right? I love not leaving the house. <laughs> so we decided to check out this new movie on Netflix, Yungi. It is uh, from the director of Train to Busan. I'm going to try not to butcher his name, and I apologize. Fucking up people's names on this. I'm sorry. Yeon Sang-ho. Um, Aubrey, obviously, I'm sure you have not seen Train to Busan, but I know Marcellus has seen it. Yeah, I saw it. I liked it. I actually just watched it recently, not that long ago, and it still holds up. Yeah, I think it's a modern zombie movie masterpiece. So, uh, you know, high pedigree. I did not see the sequel that he directed, and I have not heard good things, <laughs> but I'm thinking of checking it out in the future. I got to watch 14 movies a month. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, put this, put that one on your list of one that you kind of have to watch, but I wouldn't make any serious effort to get to it. All right. All right. So we all had a chance to see this. Obviously, there's no tales of going to the theater because it was on Netflix. So we're going to start off non-spoiler as always. Then we're going to come on back around and drop the spoiler drop and then we'll delineate spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet, you'll know what we thought and you can bounce. The rest of you stick around for some more discussion. But to get started, Aubrey Litchfield, what is Yung E about? Uh, in a post-apocalyptic near future, a researcher at an AI lab leads the effort to end a civil war by cloning the brain of a heroic soldier, her mother. AI, her love is real, but she is not, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Marcellus Reagans, non-spoiler, the floor is yours. What did you think of Yungi? There are parts of it that I actually really liked. There are <laughs> parts of it that was a little bit confusing. I think, now that being said, Train to Busan is a classic. I think it's a classic. I think it's just top-notch filmmaking that works. So, this director is capable of telling a, a, a cohesive, tight story. This is not it, but it's not a bad sit on the couch and watch movie. So I'm going to say it's okay. You know, for every Donnie Darko, there's a Southland Tales. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Aubrey Litchfield. Um, Just you to, know, before I... you get started, I already know what you're going to say. And I knew what you were going <laughs> to say halfway through watching this movie. But go ahead. Um, 
Max took a very nice picture of me asleep watching this movie. Wow. <laughs> I tried really hard and I, I couldn't I couldn't stay awake. I fell I fell asleep. <laughs> I saw the saw the picture of it and I was like, oh that is not something I'm gonna like. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> the best nap I got this week, Aubrey Litchfield. It goes right on the, the DVD box. Yes. So I, I, I knew halfway it. through this you were gonna hate it. <laughs> I tried. I I I got maybe like a half hour in and then I just passed out. I bet you like leaving the house now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy, what did you think of it? Well, at first, I was super disappointed because I thought, much like Young Rock, this was going to be about Young Easy E. <laughs> um, I was wondering which one of us was going to make that joke. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was not. So that was pretty disappointing. I had to put my Ruthless Records hat away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm siding with Aubrey. <laughs> wow. It was. It was pretty disappointing, I gotta tell you. Um, I just, I don't know what I was expecting, but whatever I was expecting was not this. I think it kind of started strong and then it really went off the rails into, I don't I don't even know what the fuck was happening in the movie. I gotta be honest with you, at times I was just so lost and I didn't care. And then it kind of picked up a little bit later on, but for the most part it was a very blah experience um and it's really disappointing because i do think like you said mark i think train to busan is a masterpiece i think it's one of the best movies probably in the last 20 years uh for a genre film and it it sucks when you see a director come out of the gates like that and then you start to realize that maybe that was a fluke right (laughs) instead of this is a new exciting voice i want to see everything that they do but hey you know you never know there's been other directors (laughs) Even the director of Azumi and Versus made Midnight Meat Train. So he got that. He got that American paycheck. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He got to eat some burgers and uh, cash some checks, hang out with Vinnie Jones for a while. So, um, yeah, this is a blah for me. So um, there you have it. Our three <laughs> opinions, not spoiler, do not sound very promising. So at least you won't have to leave the house if you want to check it out. Yep. But now we're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Yoongi. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Marcellus Reagans, we're going to put you up first. Things that you liked about this movie. So I did like the concept of the movie when it finally arrived. Uh, It takes about halfway through the, the first half of the movie, I'm like, I don't understand why, like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I don't understand what the the gist of the story is, because they spend the first half of the movie putting the pieces into place. And then the second half of the movie is where it finally starts to kick in. You start to understand what's going on. So when I got the concept, eventually, that's when I, I really did like that concept. I like the idea uh, of a a woman who wants to help her mother with. Oh, yeah, we're, we're in spoilers. Kind of help her mother, like, move on. Her mother is a soldier. She allows this company to, to take her take her likeness so that her daughter can have an education. Her daughter gets the education, becomes the leader of this AI company, 
and then realizes that the mother it fails her last mission because of her concern for the daughter. So this is a way for the daughter to kind of give her mother the the closure that she needs to move on. So that I thought was cool. It's a cool, cool concept. Uh, I thought the third act of this movie that has like all of the big like fight scenes and the the I robot <laughs> fight sequences <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, you know people fighting each other on a train. Shout out to Train to Busan. Uh, that I thought was really cool. I also this one was more like trained to boring. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the elements that they put in there regarding uh, the different class systems, and you know, if you're able to put your brain into another android or into an android body, uploaded, uh, you know, you can you can do it, but it's better if you have money to do it, and not a lot of people can afford it because the world is completely destroyed. So there's elements of of of. Uh, the connection between your soul and uh, the the connection between man and machine. There's like elements of like RoboCop, elements of Ghost in the Shell that's in there. It's like like little dabs in there, but it doesn't really work for the overall story. But the fact that it's there, I enjoyed. So yeah, and it, it did have some cool effects. The the visuals, the landscape. You can tell the director is a big anime fan, uh, or at least he he's made this movie almost like a, a tribute or inspired by anime because it has a very anime look to some of the, the landscapes. So that I enjoyed. But uh, for the most part, yeah, you know, it, visually, cool. All right, Aubrey Litchfield, for what you were awake for, what did you, <laughs> what did you like about the movie? I, I think that it was a really interesting concept, uh, like Marcella said. Like, I, I, I feel like it could have been... The idea that when you die, you give your your conscience, you give your brain and, and everything to people to create AIs. Like that's a really cool concept. I think that they could have done more with it than they did. But yeah, that that that's what I liked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's quite a bit. I'm glad you were uh, awake for at least half of the movie. No problem. All right, what did I like about this movie? Um, I think. It opened up like I was expecting with a bunch of action, some really well shot action. Some of the CGI is dodgy yeah. at different points in this movie, and that's fine. It's not a $200 million Hollywood blockbuster, so I'm more than willing to overlook a little bit of dodgy CG here and there. It was nothing that took me out of the movie at any point or anything like that, but I really did enjoy the action sequences. I think it was trying to say something profound. Um <laughs> I don't think it really got there, but it was trying to have more of a story and not just be an action movie. My expectations was for this to be like basically a Korean Alita battle angel. Yes, that's um, what I that's what I thought when it started. I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna get a like a, a battle angel type of movie. But no. Yeah, except except we got Alita Battle Angel if it sucked. <laughs> Which some people would just say is Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not me. I wouldn't say that. But, um, And, you know, the reason I was willing to take a chance on this is because I want to say it was 2020 when we were desperately clawing and scratching for anything to review on the podcast. In the height of the pandemic, we reviewed a Korean sci-fi movie from Netflix called Space Sweepers. And I don't remember how Aubrey felt about it, but I know myself and you, Mark, absolutely loved that movie. I love that movie so much. I own it on DVD and I can stream it on Netflix at any time. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, it left I, that lasting impression. 
I will say, Mark, one of my New Year's resolutions was to not buy things on DVD that I can stream for free. Yeah. So, so no more $50 collector edition Blu-rays of movies that are on Tubi or YouTube. Fair. <laughs> that was one of my New Year's resolutions. I've stuck to it so far, but it's tough. <laughs> it's January. Tough. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I made it four weeks, baby. But yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy the action sequences when they happened. And I and I really enjoyed the movie taking a big swing, but it just didn't work. And that <laughs> that's. Part of the problem that's getting to things I didn't like, but for the most part, like the aesthetic and everything, it, it nailed what it was trying to do. So you could tell like the director is a fan of, like you said, Mark anime ghost in the shell, um, even movies like blade runner really going for that dystopian, like cyberpunkish future. But I just, it just didn't nail the middle of the movie. So uh, for me, honestly, the things I liked was, I'm always going to be a fan of, of cool action sequences and the opening and ending of the movie were pretty much that. Otherwise, uh, this was this was tough. So that's it for me for likes. But Mark, what about things you didn't like? So I feel like there was elements of the story that they brought up that they never really cashed in on. You know, there was a it starts off with, you know, the the world is destroyed and people are going to live on these 80 like space stations or whatever. Uh, but three of the factions like split off and now there's this civil war, but we never see like any of the war or why it's happening or, you know, any of the other factions. It it just doesn't make it, that part didn't make sense to me at all. Like they introduced it, but they didn't like follow up on it. And then the movie, you know, again, she well, the other thing I didn't like about it, which I already said, was that it takes at least to the halfway point of the movie before you actually realize what the story is about. So, you know, the girl realizes that, you know, her mom's is, is still so, the reason for the failure of the mission is because her mom did not was focused on her daughter because she was having a operation the same day. So the fact that she's able to kind of give her mom that closure, even though she's in a uh, <laughs> iRobot body now, <laughs> and she, you know, she's able to give her mom that closure and let her be free. She's like free to roam the world, a world that there isn't a place for her anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, the war, they signed a treaty. So the war is done. So her body is going to be, uh, her image is going to be used for like sex robots now and maids and shit. Fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so her mom is like out in a world as a robot who d doesn't look like herself living in a world where people don't really need robots anymore. So I don't understand like what that part of the story was for it. The daughter saving the mom is cool, but now what? Why? Why is she there? So, yeah, there's some a lot of story threads, including a story thread about the CEO that you know they they set it up, but it doesn't really go anywhere. So mm -hmm. that part was very disappointing to me. I really wanted to see this war between these two factions. They didn't even get a, a glimpse of it. All right, Aubrey Litchfield. Whatever you were awake for, what did you not like? Um, it's not. Like, it's an interesting concept, but I don't feel like they executed it in a way that was captivating. They could have done a lot with this idea. And the the daughter was just kind of really boring and bland, and I didn't give a shit about her. That um, actress actually died after making this movie. <laughs> oh, well, now I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, um, you know, a lot of it is... It doesn't really grab you and keep your attention. It's just, it, I don't know. There, there's nothing 
exciting about it. Okay. Um, you know, for me, I'm going to kind of agree with both of you guys, but also super agree with Mark. And, and, and it's also part and parcel of why the movie is so bland and bothersome at times is that it starts off and we're in what we don't know it is, but it's the AI, um, showing her mom the mission she's trying to get through the mission and it's this cool action sequence and it's like in the year 3055 or whatever it was <laughs> like it's explaining to you the whole thing that happened like the war between the colonies and earth and blah 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 and you're like okay cool and this big action sequence happens then that's it for almost almost an i feel like almost an hour before there's any more action in this movie and the first thing that happens is somebody and the main uh scientist woman have a conversation that literally just explains to you everything. The opening preamble just told you (laughs) it would be like in star Wars. If you know, the movie starts, you see the scroll and then, you know, five minutes later into the movie, somebody's like, well, Luke, it is a time of rebellion. (laughs) We just, you just told us that stop doing that. Um, And it's just, I I understand what they were going for. They're trying to do some kind of statement on whether, you know, whether you're a human, if you're a robot or it, what makes you a human? Is it your body? Is it your soul? Is it your brain waves? Blah, 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 which is all cyberpunky stuff. And we've seen it a million times and done a million times better, whether that's in books or comics or movies or video games. But I understand like that was the angle they were going for. But Jesus Christ, man, like the movie just grinds to a halt and it's a lot of talking and a lot of characters most of which don't show a lot of emotion. So it's very hard. Even the daughter, who's like supposed to be the main character and the main thrust of the story, and you're supposed to feel for her that, like, oh, her mom failed this mission, which is, in theory, supposed to be the reason the war kept going for 10, 15 more years instead of ending was because her mom failed the mission. She was the reason her mom failed the mission. Um, that lands like a wet fart. Like, you don't even care. And... I, I don't know. Like I just didn't give a shit about any of the characters. And I think that's the biggest failure right there is, is that whole middle part works. If the script's stronger and you are bought into those characters, their motivations and you care about what's happening the way this movie is, which is mostly word dump exposition and just boring. I don't give a shit. Yeah. They didn't really do a lot of character development in the first half and the characters that they do develop, like the, the guy who's heading a project, He's an asshole. He's an mm-hmm. annoying asshole. So you don't really want to root for him. And then, you know, there is a little bit of comeuppance when you find out when he when you realize that he doesn't know that he's really a robot and you get that great little reveal at the end. That was fun. But you wasted half of a movie to explain that point. And then there's the the other the other CEO when they finally do go to the main company and there's like the woman with all of the guards and they introduce a, a, a story thread. Doesn't go anywhere either. <laughs> never nope. comes up. Yeah, it never. There's all these things that they pop up that never go anywhere, and it just it's it's not done well enough to make you buy into this movie with one action scene at the beginning, one action scene at the end. Like the whole movie is going to stand on all of that in the middle, <laughs> and it doesn't work, and it falls over like a shitty robot trying to walk and. and and, you know, as as cool as some of the sequences were, like I, I even with the iRobot ripoff at the end, right? Um, I I thought those were decent action sequences. They just meant nothing. It would be like someone randomly pulling up a, a scene on 
YouTube and being like, hey, watch this fight sequence. Okay. So you watched it and then that's it. Like you don't have any attachment to anything that's going on. You don't really care. Um, and, and what you said is true, Mark. At the end, and I thought the effects were pretty unspecial on the train, but uh, at the end, like what, what's the – who won? <laughs> Her mom is a weird-looking robot that has no place in society. <laughs> and That's it. She walks away at the end. Like, what? <laughs> Well, I will say there is something to there's two things, two other elements of the story that I think is kind of interesting. The fact that, you know, they were they've been fighting this war and this company has been building this AI to create these super soldiers that's going to go out and win the war for them. You know, there's that part in the factory where she goes in and there's like 100 clones of her. Right. But the company spent so long developing this technology that the war just ended. (laughs) It took them so long to get these soldiers ready that right before they're ready, the two parties signed a treaty and the war is over. So now there's just these soldiers just hanging out. Um, And then the other thing is I was thinking about how they took this woman and said, "Okay, we're going to use your likeness for these characters moving forward and you're going to get paid money so that your daughter could, you know, whatever, go through her life. And I'm thinking about the uh, deep fake technology, how Bruce Willis signed away his likeness. Uh, to use like deep fake technology so that Bruce Willis, quote unquote Bruce Willis, will be in movies for you know the next fifty years probably, mm-hmm. and his kids will still get a little little piece of that. But Bruce Willis won't actually be making those movies. So there's something there. There's an element of sci-fi technology in this movie that's kind of bleeding over to the real world. I think, or at least it it reminded me of that. Why didn't they just base it on a different soldier? Like I understand why. They're using her specifically, and she was like a hero and right. this big war hero and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, maybe five years in, maybe you're like, all right, I don't think she's ever going to get past this point in the, <laughs> in the simulation. Um, maybe we should try a different guy. <laughs> maybe it costs too much money or something. I, I don't know. I'm just like, like what, would you not have had a backup plan or something? Like uh, the, the implication that they've been trying to get her past this one point in this one simulation for so long that the war ended up ending. (laughs) They didn't think to try anything else. Well, they had uh, Scarlett Johansson come in for a little while, but the Ah. generals were like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) She, she was too Asian for the part. (laughs) They're like, we're not dealing with that shit again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Maybe Aquafina was busy that day. (laughs) Oh my God. So, yeah, this movie is bland, boring, and borderline incomprehensible in the middle part. But there's a couple cool action scenes, I guess. So I, I think the only thing to do, the only thing left to do is to give it a score, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Yoongi? I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> um, It's boring. It doesn't make me angry. It just makes me fall asleep. Okay. Not even an extra half star for a really good nap? No. No, one <laughs> one's good. All right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I don't think it's horrendous. I d- actually did like the sequence at the end, the third act train fight. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And again, visually, it's, I think it's really cool. It kind of made me want to see like a live action uh, Evangelion <laughs> through certain scenes. So like, no, 
like, you know what? I would love there to be a live action Eva, but there was no way they would never pull it off. It would be no, awful. No, it would be shit stain. It'd be the drizzling shits. No, <laughs> but looking at certain scenes in this movie, I'm like, I could kind of see it. You know what I mean? Like I could kind of see a giant robot, maybe not Evangelion, but maybe just a giant robot battle scene in that landscape. I think his visuals are really cool. But um, yeah, I'm going to give it They tried it with Pacific Rim and it didn't work. That, yeah, Pacific Rim was, you know, we're not even going to go into that. Dare the both of you say that the first Pacific Rim is awesome. The first one's good, but the second one is not. Yes. Sorry, Mark, your score. (laughs) So my score is a two and a half out of five. All right. Well, I might have to go look at some hot cosplay pictures of Asuka just to (laughs) mentally prepare myself for what a (laughs) live action Eva would look like. Um, Yeah. You know, cool opening action sequence and cool ending action sequence. Nothing in between that grabbed me at all. Just man. So and and I agree with you, Mark. This is not a bad movie. This is not like fucking Twisted Pear (laughs) or like. Jurassic World Dominion or something that's like so awful that people shouldn't watch it. I just think this this is not for me and I don't think it's for most people. <laughs> yeah, I think if you watch Alita Battle Angel, you'll get the same kind of concepts but done much better. Right. And you get 100% waifu Alita out of it, so that's <laughs> that's good too. So, I will give it a 2 out of 5. But that is a very precarious 2. I could go in the opposite direction very easily and, and knock it down to one and a half one. I just don't want to do that because I don't think it's that bad. I think right. getting below a two is, is getting into the like Halloween ends kind of <laughs> like type of movie. And this is not that bad. So I, I'm going to say a two out of five, but I highly do not recommend anyone watch it. Let's be real. <laughs> it's kind of boring. So that's it. That's our scores and our review of young E currently playing on Netflix Uh, Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you thought. Now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Um, I have been watching Tokyo Ghoul for a bit. And uh, so I recommend that. If you haven't watched Tokyo Ghoul, definitely head over to, I think it's on Hulu. It's, it's really interesting. And it's a little bit violent, but it's an anime. So it's not, horrendously hard to watch if you don't like violence but yeah it's interesting all right i know janine read all of the manga and watched the anime too and she loved it so that's that's definitely up there for peeps Marcellus reagan's what he got did somebody say anime why did you <laughs> understand that anime belongs in the trash <laughs> uh yeah i just wanted to recommend everyone go to our t public store and Uh, buy some shirts. There's a few new designs that are up. There are more designs on the way. And you know, you don't even have to get a t-shirt, get a magnet, get a sticker, get a uh, a baby onesies, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you like, but uh, definitely check out our T public store for some okay designs uh, that you can uh, rock and support the show. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. You can support the show and look great doing it. So hit us up, but I will suggest that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam's been dropping interviews, movie reviews, trailer reactions, lots of stuff there. So check it out. 
We've got our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is our podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. This month, it's the only place to hear us discussing some of the latest trailers and news. All of our news and trailer discussion has been moved to Patreon. Myself and Adam just recorded our Star Wars video podcast, which is also Patreon exclusive. We talked about the new Mandalorian trailer, as well as what Legends characters we'd like to bring into the new Disney canon. And of course, you get your monthly Just Joey mini episode where I spend about 10 to 15 minutes shooting the shit with you and letting you know what's coming up on the podcast. So. Check us out at patreon.com backslash so was her podcast. Uh, when I was sick, I watched uh, nine movies. Wow. And you stayed awake through all of them, I'll bet. Yes, I did, actually. Um, and there's two movies I watched that I want to recommend that just came out of left field. And the first one is coming out on Screenbox TV app. And I think it's actually out now as this is recorded. It's called Signal 100. Japanese horror movie based on a manga. Anime is an important part of our culture. <laughs> uh, and it's basically about a high school class. So, Mark, uh, high school students being mean to each other. Oh, my God. That's five out of five for you. <laughs> um, very attractive Asian females in schoolgirl outfits. <laughs> that's a six out of five for you now. And their teacher hypnotizes them. God. <laughs> and there's basically a hundred triggers that they're hypnotized with. They don't know what those triggers are and any of them can cause them to kill themselves. Jeez. Did you rate this? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I watched it and we were sent a screener of it from the, our good friends over at Screenbox, And I didn't know, even know what it was when I turned it on and it was fucking awesome. And the kills are like really gory. And at a couple times I had to like look away from the screen. It was kind of intense. So I really enjoyed that. And then the other movie I want to recommend, I don't even know if you guys may have even seen it. I had never seen it before. My daughter insisted I watch it. It's one of her favorite movies of all time. And that is the movie Hot Rod. Uh. <laughs> have you ever seen this, Mark? No, I was not a big Adam Sandberg fan back in the day. M me neither, because I don't like comedy. But it's about him it's and Max his friends. His favorite movie. Wow. <laughs> it's about him and his friends. And he wants to be a stuntman. And the soundtrack is all fucking 80s rock. Uh, Europe is like 90% of the soundtrack. So I was fucking rocking out. And it just has that goofy kind of Pee Wee's Big Adventure type style humor. And I got to tell you, I was laughing. So I was crying for like 90% of the runtime. I was blown away by how much I liked it. I was not expecting that. So those are the two movies I'm suggesting. Signal 100 or Hot Rod. You know, I'm still burned from Aubrey recommending That's My Boy to us back in the day. So. <laughs> this is a million times better than that. Come on now. All right. If you say so. I also watched um, Andy Samberg and those guys on HBO Max have a movie called Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Yeah, I heard that was good. Which It's like a mockumentary about them as a band. And then one of they broke up and one of them got super popular and the rest didn't. It was, le again, legitimately hilarious, especially if you're into music and stuff like it's really fucking funny. So I was blown away because I do not like comedy. Maybe it was the covid. I don't know. <laughs> but I watched two comedies that I liked. So check out those movies and come back next week because that's going to do it for episode number four hundred and forty three of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. 
Insert screams in pain. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and the expert, Sir Marquis Markellis Regans. Everybody have yourself a good week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week when we talk about Mark's favorite director, M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Door. Good journey.